Welcome to Bold Conscious Connections. My name is Raju Panjwani and I'm a certified leadership coach. And I'm Trisha Ramos, a certified high performance coach. Together, we help business leaders redefine success on their terms to create more space and energy so that they live impactful lives. Everyone wants to be seen, heard and understood. So at a deeper level, we know that the collective consciousness is important to raise in this world. And leaders who are influencers can make that difference. We in our coaching programs teach people how to focus on the interconnectedness, heart-centeredness and growth from within. And this is what this podcast will be about. So stay tuned and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Talk to you very soon. In this episode, we bring you my very, very wonderful friend, Ajay Anand. Ajay is the chairman, CEO and managing director of Phase 3. It's a textile manufacturing company in India. Ajay has been in business for over 35 years and I've known him for 20 of those years and I've seen him go through ups and downs of life, which he so delicately, transparently, authentically conveys in his wonderful conversation with us in this episode. He is a true hallmark of what it means to be bold and he dropped some great nuggets in this episode. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Ajay Anand. Hello, hello, Ajay. Welcome to our Bold Conscious Connections podcast. So delighted that you could make the time. You're sitting all the way in India. It's late there. So, but thank you for making the time for us. All right. Yeah. Thank you for asking me to join y'all. It's my privilege. And I look forward to spending the next whatever minutes, hours, days it takes to be with you guys. <laughs> Well, we're delighted because uh, just to uh, just to let people know, our listeners know, uh, Ajay is a is a friend of twenty plus years. Uh, we met in uh, Mumbai, India, back when we started. To, well, I started to play golf. You were already a good golfer, and I think it was one of those instant connections with someone you feel like you've known, you know, for from ages before. And um, I always, you know, I just since then and ever cherish your friendship and I know you're very spiritual as a human being and I've I know you know your family of um, you know with two kids now you have two grandkids so just such a beautiful beautiful guy you are and I just want to we're honored that you're here making the time with us thank you you make me feel very very special and uh, as well likewise you know Raju I mean since we met we've been in touch I've um, we have always uh, made time for each other and good quality time, I would say. And mm. Each moment that we have spent together has been meaningful and in some way or the other mm. been comforting. So I really am privileged. Well, we appreciate uh, you being here. So I'm going to have, uh, you know, maybe Trisha ask you the first question uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll flow. Ajay, thank you again for being here. And at some point in this conversation, I will ask more questions about yours and Raju's friendship. But for now, <laughs> let's begin with uh, the title of our podcast is Bold Conscious Connections. And I'm curious to hear what the word bold means to you and why you believe it's important for business leaders, business owners like yourself to be bold in today's world. I mean, the word bold is actually, it's a differentiator um, for everybody. I mean, that's what differentiates you from the masses or from the many. And I think there is always a, a moment or a time when you have to take that bold decision in life for right or wrong. I mean, you know, so given yourself the time and and the moment uh, to take the right path, which is the bold path. Because as spiritually also and in the book, the text, the easy way out uh, is something that the mind always tells you to take. Um, it's always the bold path, which if you look at it, tells you what to do. And that's what bold is. I mean, I mean, I would say that from starting as a small businessman, a trader in my business, um, I started off like many others and then came a time when I had to take a decision 
which was you would term it as bold today. Um, it what was happened? 19- what happened? Yeah, tell us. Tell us. Yeah. Tell us the story. It was. Uh, it started with the 1980. I I took a bold step. I gave up all my business that I was running here, and I a friend of mine called Anil Agarwal who is today the chairman of Vedanta. I mean, the two of us decided while we were walking on the sea face, said, let's go to America. So, you know, and I was quite comfortable in what I was doing, but I said, no, I must see America. Yes, sure, let's both of us go. Mm -hmm. And with nylon socks and uh, no over jacket and nothing, not well prepared at all for what winter is in New York, we landed up in January, 1980. And that was a bold step, and uh, but we we followed our heart, and um, I stayed there for five years. I I studied, I drove a taxi, I did everything that you could think of. What experience, you know, is. And uh, subsequently, in nineteen after you know having been there for five years, I decided to take a call back to come back home. And I would say my journey of having taken that bold decision started from that day because. I just did what I felt like doing. And that is what really leads me to understand even from being um, a simple worker where we employ 3000 people today as to how to treat that person, how you feel when you interact with those people. And it matters because you've been there, you've, you've known. I mean, there was a person who was rude to me in a taxi when I was driving a yellow cab in New York. And I stopped the car and asked him to leave. And he says, no, I will not. And I said, well, we both will wait here. You'll miss your appointment. And I asked him to leave. So that was another bold decision where you stood by where people did not respect you. And you took a decision, not because you were going to miss out on your tip or the the trip money. And every dollar counted in those days. But it's a decision you take when the time comes. And you just don't let it go. And listen to the easy way out, which is your mind that you want a few dollars more. So these are bold decisions that comes your way. And I mean, I would say, make it or break it points that you have in your life. And I remember in 1991, when I was still doing a small businesses, we had these riots in India, where there's, you know, one of the temples were broken down the Babri Masjid, and there was this Muslim Hindu riots were going on and everybody ran away. Um, All the workers ran away and we had a factory in Northern India. And the Japanese called me up and they said, Anandosan, what should we do? I mean, how will we get our merchandise? You have to help us, we lose face. And I was a small businessman. I must have been doing $100,000, $200,000 worth of business. That's it, or maybe 500,000, I don't remember really. But, 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 you know, not anything substantial. And um, I called all the workers who were willing to work. Uh, they were primarily Hindus because the Muslims ran away because of the riots. And uh, then they said that the goods won't reach on time because of the delays that we took place. So I air-fated goods, almost $75,000 worth of goods I air-fated. I mean, in terms of freight cost, not the actual cost. And there was a bold decision because I wanted these people to live up to their face. And subsequently, the following year, they gave me all the Indian business that they did out of India. And I jumped from like a half a million dollar business. I went up to maybe $8 million, $10 million. Wow. 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 These are the bold decisions and the correct decisions that you have to take with your conscience which makes you follow what is right. And you cannot always, you know, take a decision which is financially, you know, uh, profitable for you. There are things that you have to be human about. And I think in my sense, that is what bold is. I mean, just to put you in, in, in my term and my understanding. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, there are a few examples there that really illustrate for us uh, conviction, you know, the decision to just come here, come to New York when you did. And it sounded like you didn't have all the information, but you did it anyway, because 
you know, what, what is it? What, if you, if there was one word you could think of that allows somebody to do that, to have conviction, what would that be? Believe, believe in yourself and believe in the inner, um, you know, I would say the inner sense of uh, spirituality from within where you know you are a part of the bigger arrangement in this cosmos. Mm. That it is not only what you say, you know, I mean, many people believe that, you know, it's me, I mean, I, you know, the, the, the word in my dictionary, the I, we, we, it has to be. The I doesn't exist. I doesn't exist without the we. And whether you include we as another person or we as, you know, your belief in God or you believe in the cosmos spirit or whatever you may believe. But I think it's inclusive. I think unless you are inclusive and in believing that you are part of the bigger arrangement in this world, I think it's, it's difficult. I think it's, uh, you know, marching on onwards in life. It's difficult. It's not that easy. When I, I, I think leads to a lot of problems. I, I, I think the biggest problem of depression and other ailments that are today's diseases are because of the fact that it's I. You know, I am not happy. I am not enjoying myself. I am not content. You know, I am not happy. You know, I mean. The word I is become too inward, indulgent. And I think that is the problem, I think. I assume, therefore, you've had the experience of what it means to be I, and then you got to a we at some point in your life. Yeah, I mean, you, every, you always think when you get, you know, any, every time you attain a landmark in life, you know, you think that you have arrived until then you get a kick in the butt. And mm. then you suddenly realize that I is nobody, you know, it has to be somebody there out to support you. I mean, we could be family, could be, you know, friends, could be yeah. spiritual guru, it could be anybody. But I think that we have to learn to be inclusive rather than being self-motivated and say, I am doing this. Mm. I think that doesn't work, at least in my belief, in my thing, it doesn't work. That's great. You know, we, uh, Trisha and I, we, we, we came up with our own definition of bold and, of course, conviction, being decisive and being ambitious. All those are part of that. But the other two that we that we believe are an in integral part of being courageous and bold is or are heartfelt. Uh, that you come from the heart and you know what it means. And I think when you talk about the, the humanity and the fact that you were a worker and you understand what a worker goes through at the lowest level. So that's heartfelt. And then the second is being humble because we, we think humility is also being bold because if you're not humble and you think that you know, you're, you're, you can just run it as you were just talking about the I and the we, it's, it's just like, it just resonates so much that it really, those are the, that we're on yeah. the right track with the, what, the, what we think is bold, so. No, I, 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 I... I mean, finally, what is success? I mean, that's what we have to evaluate. I mean, mm -hmm. what is success? And, and, and each for himself or its own definition or, or its own you know, assumptions of what success is. But So let's talk about that. What does success mean to you? Success in my, in my uh, understanding is that you are able to be, have given the opportunity to serve a larger purpose. And I think that is what success is. I find that my biggest success today is that we employ 3000 people directly on our payroll and we have another 3000 people who work with us as contract, uh, contractors. Mm -hmm. So I think that I've been, the success is the fact that you have been chosen to be a part of the bigger picture in this humanity mm -hmm. and in God's creation or, you know, in, in this living environment that we are in. I think that is success. That it's that uh, in COVID, for, for example, we had four months of no work, um, but we paid all our workers. We paid all our, our workers, all, everybody got every bit of the salary. We deferred the salary by a few months. But as soon as we came back into operation, we paid back the 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 you know the reduction that we had done. Hmm. And I think 
that is what one should be i mean i mean that is success for my for me you know i mean uh, that you have you you have been given the role to play a, a big picture i mean agree when you compare a guy who's a person or an entrepreneur who's got 50000 100000 but in your own way you are doing what what has been assigned to you and probably that's been assigned to you because that's your capability the cosmos has decided that given you giving you bigger responsibility than this you'll collapse you know so you accept it as that is what has been given to you and you do it to your best ability mm mm-hmm. that's Beautiful. great Beautiful awesome. definition. One of the best, most clear definitions I've heard, and it's so in alignment with the idea that you know being bold is being led from your heart, and when you are in tune with that, the idea of following your heart, answering the call. You know, we often talk to uh, our clients or listeners about the fact that what's in our heart isn't just something we chose; it's also it shows us and you know what we what we create in the physical what manifests in the physical is a result of that alignment between what's that blessing what's that gift what's that essence and our readiness to really step into that fully and when when a leader like you steps into that ambition right follows your conviction makes decisions i love what you're saying before about you just make a decision and then you you act on that then you see the the results and wow what what an example you know thank you for for sharing what you've shared so far with us about your journey yeah i mean um, honestly um i was reading um uh, the um, a book a spiritual book and um, you know it was very rightly said by one of the conversation between one of our gods called ram and you know vishishtha was a, was a was a rishi um, is like a saint um yeah. and yeah so um, and he says uh, you know you you inherit what you have done and and based on what you have done you are exposed to certain circumstances so certain rewards that you are with is because of what you did and this is a conversation going on between god incarnation ram and his guru because he's very depressed and he's come back and he's seen poverty and he's seen you know despair around him and so he's very perturbed about this whole thing. so he says you are what you are because of what you did but every given moment of time the circumstances that you are now facing or the situation that you are in has a choice which will determine what you are going to be so you are given a moment or a situation because of what you did and you will be rewarded with the result of what you do so at any moment of time you're always having choices to make so whether you make your bold choices easy choices whether you make choices which are supposedly wrong or right they are all yours this all got to do about you it's got nobody else nobody else is responsible for that and i think that we create those circumstances and we create our own fate and this is where the definition of fate is fate is not what you 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 say i'm a poor man or i am i'm i have i'm in despair but you are creating that situation for yourself and if you think positively and boldly and you take the steps which you should take from your heart then you're creating that opportunity for tomorrow mm. and you will be rewarded this is the conversation and i'm just repeating it in the context that you just asked me so over the course of the last however many years you've had your business you've had to made plenty of choices bold choices maybe some not so bold can you talk to us about a time when things weren't looking so great and what what was the situation and 
how did you use this knowledge, this spiritual connection that you have to bounce back from that? Because I think that'll be so useful for our listeners today who are experiencing a lot of setbacks, perhaps because of of COVID and, and the new way that the world is functioning today. What advice can you give people when they're facing what seems like the worst obstacle ever and how they could bounce back from that? So um, in 2007, um, as recent as that, um, we bought the third largest floor covering company in Germany. And we thought that was the greatest thing that our company then it had outlets and uh, it had a factory manufacturing in Hungary and you know we bought another um, uh, I would say the businesses in, in a company like England and we were rocking I mean we were going heads on and then lo behold 2009 came and there was a meltdown and everybody went in a, in a, in a tailspin and um, our Indian operation had guaranteed the uh, acquisition that we had done in uh, in Germany so as things would stand that by 2012 or 13, the liabilities was so huge um, that, um, and we had, um, you know, also a, a foreign currency loan that we had in our company. So all accumulated together worked out to about $25 million. You know, we were sunk, uh, you know, and a company like ours, uh, could not afford to be in that kind of a situation. And this liability came. So I spoke to a lot of friends of mine and people who are wealthy and business successful. And they said, the best thing is to put your shoes up and, um, and you know, and uh, just accept that this is a situation. File for bankruptcy, you know, take, in, take out as much as you can from the company and let it, you know, let it go. <clears throat> It was my belief that we never did anything wrong. It was a mm -hmm. circumstantial problem that we were. Our company in India was doing fine, although the liability was huge and we had to be guaranteed it from India. So for five years, I would say, I took a decision in those five years that I would work very hard, diligently. I did not out out of, out of my office or my workplace. And we worked all of us together how to bring this company back and from a bank and we filed for bankruptcy protection and five years later we came out of bankruptcy today our company is debt free and we are four times larger than we have ever been in terms of our revenue and profit Awesome. So it was all a question about believing that you did not do wrong and you did not want to do wrong. Mm -hmm. And you had belief in what you were doing was correct and you did it the correct way. So I would say that if you have not done wrong or you have not done anything suspicious in what your business is, have, have faith in it. Go and fight it. You'll come out a winner because you know your business better than anybody else. No advice is as better than your heart advice. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. Powerful so, words. Now, I know that you're sharing some details, but your company was public, right? So it is public still. Yes, it's a listed company. None of this ever, is uh, something you shouldn't be talking about. So I just want to be sure you're... Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody knows, all my bankers know, nobody, no banker was talking to me. And everybody who spoke to me... Anybody who wanted to lend me money was charging me, you know, 50% higher than the base rate over here and 60% higher. But we knew that we were not doing anything wrong. And I think today we are one of the most competitive companies in our field of work today. And I was with you a couple of years of those years. In the, in the, yes, yes. I told you that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we went through tough times. But... Yeah. What are tough times? As long as I, I think that you got to believe in yourself. You mm. just have to believe in yourself. And if you surround yourself with people of wisdom mm. and people of, of, of well-meaning people and not materialistically um, desirable people, you know, who will hound you, I think you will get that awakening. It's very important to choose people who you surround yourself with. That's it. Another big point. Wow. 
So, you know, this is a good segue to now use the other word, conscious. Um, I, I, I know you are very conscious in who you are and very, uh, very aware of, of all the, that you are a spirit first in, in this human body for, for, for however long we're all here. So what are your practices for yourself to be more conscious that you are able to share you know, so you're just being rather than always in action, always doing. So I take, I, you know, for first I, I change my food habit. I, I used to eat, um, you know, anything and everything. And I, I turned a vegetarian because I really felt that, um, you know, I keep reading that all spiritual gurus and in the olden days they ate, you know, Food, foods that were calming to the mind and the body. So I, I changed my food habit. I changed my um, living habits also where I work and I, I take time off uh, for myself. I spend a lot of time with anytime the families want to take a holiday, no matter what it is. I, I, I just say that you all make the schedule and I'll find the time. Mm. So there is never a moment that I would say that I'm too busy. I'm sorry. Oh God, what is what is about to happen here? Um, something happened. No, at your end, we're, we're still the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, when suddenly, that screen, you guys disappeared here. Uh, we might just be in oh, another yeah. window. I got you back. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so um, I. I, I don't think that anything is that important that it needs to uh, be over, um, I would say, attached to nothing, neither work or neither my activities that I do. I, I, I find success is that if your children are a reflection of you and, and, and they are loving and good people, I think that's a good reflection and I think that is success. Um, your workplace is a pleasure to go to and your, and your people around you are, you know, respectful and, and are honest and righteous. I think that's success. I mean, I mean, walk of life generally. I mean, my brothers and sisters and all work in the company and, and we all get along. It's been 20 years, 30 years. By now, most people are fighting with each other. <laughs> and I have lived in harmony. So I think that is success. I think it's, it's but it all, I, finally, it all comes down to oneself. Uh, you know, you get what you give. I mean, you, you know, it, it, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a saying that is age old and it's true. You know, you actually get what you give. You've shared so many great leadership lessons with us so far, and it's only been, you know, 30 minutes. <laughs> so, so much value here. Thank you. What, what, I, what I'm curious, I'm sure, Raji, what we're curious is, what would you say out of everything you've shared, and maybe you haven't shared it yet, what's been your greatest leadership lesson that you've learned so far? And, you know, we'd love to hear it in the context of a, of a story, because I think stories are so, it doesn't, you know, not everybody can relate to some of these ideas and concepts. However, in the form of a story, we can all tap into something within us that allows us to connect with each other. And we'd love to hear what, what over the course of these last many decades, what your greatest leadership lesson has been? I, I, I think the, the number one um, attribute or, or, or I would say uh, a, a, a character build for yourself or um, um, is that once you learn to listen, uh, people don't listen, uh, whether it's your heart or other people around you. And I think that if you listen, because I'm not a textile person, I'm in the textile business. And we are in home textile and we are in auto textile. And auto textile is a technical textile, which is very, very severe. 
and um, and because the fact that in in the car industry there is zero tolerance for failure you cannot have a a, a brake working 99% or 99.5% it has to be 100 on 100 so every part that is in 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 the manufacturing of car industry has to be 100% right so i think the most important thing that we all must try and do is to be humble enough to always think that you know very little mm. and others know more than you be humble you know like rightly said when you speak it is already what you know is when you keep quiet that you listen to what you don't know mm. Mm. so in in many cases i've noticed that people want to talk a lot you know and 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 express how much they know but in most cases i've 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 seen that people who talk a lot know very little <laughs> but, <laughs> but but you listen because you know out of respect or whatever it is you just listen but and to be able to be in an environment to listen coming back to what i said earlier you must surround yourself with people who are leaders in what they do whether it's business whether it's spirituality whether it's charity or whatever it may be whatever they are doing if you surround yourself with that and you learn to listen i think you will find your answer because it's somewhere down the line you will be told what you're seeking in some form or the other the voice will come to you in maybe your own inner realization or somebody will tell you what you're seeking mm-hmm. it's an amazing thing that happens all the time can you speak to the distinction between having conviction and following your beliefs and then practicing humility and knowing when to when to pull back and listen because i think i think that these are concepts again that people oh yeah well okay i can be more you know have more conviction with my beliefs but then you know someone who's starting out um might not have the nuance right there is a nuance what can you say about that first of all you must be humble enough to say i don't know most people are are uh, i would say uh, afraid to accept that they don't know i have found this as a big problem with a lot of people that they don't confess to that i don't know you know i mean can you please tell me or can you first teach me and convictions can only come with uh i would say with trying something failing and then trying again and making it finally a success when you have failed and you have overcome it that leads to conviction yeah so well said and belief is what your heart tells you your heart tells you that what you should believe in but you are convinced about whatever you are doing is when you have tried it failed and you didn't do it correctly so you try it again and i think that's the in my assessment that's the difference between belief and conviction i think it is a it was a great explanation <laughs> and and uh i i feel like a little kid in a candy store right now cuz i got more questions <laughs> well, I, i have a question go ahead you ask i want to ask a question about the belief later on but go ahead well uh so maybe it'll come out in the question i'm about to ask which is you know having known you for 20 plus years ajay i i know that and we believe that you know any business business is an honorable pursuit right because when someone is bold enough to come up with serving others creating a product a service in in from the highest uh, self despite the problems in india that where you manufacture and there's all sorts of corruption all the other things you go through yeah. so leave that aside but maybe you can talk about that at, at some point you have to still as you say you're true to yourself 
when do you when did you at some point recognize that this is a spiritual pursuit because ultimately you're here to serve right to to create a product or service for for, for others and not only are you helping employees and you know other families their families the contractors families so you're really creating a ripple effect but at what point or was it always there that you always knew that this was a spiritual journey for you at what point did you then also add spirituality to your practices i i think raju um, to be convinced in what my role is has been an awakening in recent years i i can't really put it here but it's been a gradual build up to recent years that the self realization that you know it's important to be successful it's very important to in whatever you do you excel in what you do and you must be a winner you know even in our you know when wars took place in religious wars took place the the a god krishna has always said that the righteous people must win um so you must come out a winner but in a righteous way not on a devious or a, you know irresponsible way which i say over the years in the last few years um as i have become you know older and um, i've seen the younger generation come up my, my daughter is 35 my son is about 27 this one thing that i that i feel that i must at all times um be an example to them is what is it that i can leave most uh to them or for them um in time to come and i i honestly believe that it's not money that's my conviction now i mean uh, i we have a comfortable life we we live you know in 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 decent uh, manner but the priority of being a company or a person which follows the right path i'll give you an example as as early as last week um we were bidding on a 2 million dollar project um which is using some special yarns and uh, we were we had a target to meet and we were unable to meet the target so a suggestion came sir that we could use a substitute yarn mm. instead of using this yarn nobody will know the difference and we can meet the price target now this is a dilemma because you can meet the target nobody will know and you can get the business so the choice had to be made so the choice that was made by our company was that we will inform the customer that this is the purchase price of our raw material unfortunately we can't meet your price because the raw material works up to 85% so there is no way that we can meet your price target and this is what it is so and, and we happily decided in our mind that we had lost the business today we got a reply saying that we accept your price hmm the power so, of the power of self conviction that is success hmm because you took the right path and you were willing to give it up for a larger cause of conscious and your children are listening to you your people are listening to you they know which route you are following so it's not money always that that you would put into connotation of of being correct money is not always correct just because you made more money doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean you are correct mm. it's just that it just means you have more money that's it i got correct. goosebumps listening to that story That's such yeah. a great example of a topic Raju and I just spoke about the other day is integrity. You know, yeah. integrity really being about you doing doing what you believe even when no one is looking or you think no one can see you and you just I love how you said your children sees you your your you know your coworkers your company the people who work for you 
sees you. And so that's how cultures are created, right? In, in sure. business, if you are fortunate enough like you, where you have thousands of people, you're creating cultures and it's those types of decisions moment to moment that create the culture and, and create thereby the results that you've been able to enjoy. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, so you kind of partially answered the question I was going to ask later on, but here it is. So what's your current path and what's the legacy you're trying to leave? I think you've kind of touched on that, that the legacy you want to leave is your example, your old model for your kids, because we all know that it's not just the money that's going to be on the eulogy. They're going to write about you. Yeah, I, th I think so, Roger. I mean, I, I honestly think that if you live light, I mean, live right, um, things fall in place. I mean, you know, finally they do fall in place. You just, right is always right. I mean, in your, if you ask your heart, right is always right. It's your mind that tells you it is wrong, you know, or gives you an excuse why you don't have to be right at this moment. And you can be right later. You know, it's the mind that tells you, but your heart never tells you that. Yeah. So if you practice and if you contemplate and if you meditate on yourself from your inner heart, it'll tell you to be, it'll show you what is correct. It'll always tell you what is correct. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, all our religious gurus and in the past and the rishis all, all understood this. They, they closed their eyes and they went into meditative states because they were always wanting to listen to their inner self. And, you know, and then, and, 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 you know, it's, it's like, there's another story that I, I just read and he says, you know, there was a, there was a king called Janak. He, he was, he was a very wise, a very, uh, righteous king and he was the, the father of God Ram. So he was awake, um, you know, and he was the king and he was always doing the best and he was a very enlightened person. And then he, one night he, 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 when he was sleeping, he saw himself as a, a person in distress and, you know, and he was begging for food and I'm just cutting it short. And, uh, and he was really in distress and he was begging for food and somebody to give him a few arms. And here was a man who was a, who was a very rich king. He was ruling India. And in his dream, he was the poorest of poorest person. And then he gets up. And then he decides, what is real? Was my sleeping the real or when I was awake the real? Hmm. What is real? So this is the question that we ask ourselves again and again. What is real? We think because we, are, we have been conditioned to think that money is real, the wealth accumulation is real and the rest is less important, is that we psych ourselves to that. But it could be that this is unreal. And then when you're sleeping is what the real self is. Mm. Because when you're thirsty in your dreams, the water jug next to you cannot quench your thirst. You need that jug of water in your dream coming mm. to you. If that will quench your thirst. The water next to you won't. So what is real and what is unreal? So it's this conditioning that we have all fallen victim to that accumulation of wealth is, I think, one of the biggest curse of today's time. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, I mean, that right there, <laughs> we could end it right there. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you a story because you said to tell you things in stories because people will listen to it or understand. <laughs> well, I mean, stories are the way you learn. I We learn. It's like, oh, that resonates because that's what happened to that person or me or that one. So it's really, really powerful. Yeah. Oh, good. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's wonderful uh, talking to both of you. Yeah. Well, listen, I know it's late over there, but we just have. No, I'm, fine. I'm fine. I mean, I just, I, I just don't want to keep you guys from your next. Oh, no, no. I mean, we, we've learned, we've learned so much in, in this brief conversation. I know I just met you 
today, but it feels feels like kindred spirits as well. Um, and you know, that's I wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for the persistence of Raju, by the way. And it, because it was, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be here either if it wasn't for his persistence. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he will follow up on my while in the middle of my my sleeping. But are you going to be there? Are you going to be on? <laughs> I told everybody I have to be there. It was eight thirty sharp. I have to be. If it's eight thirty one, Raju will cut me short. Well, I can relate to your story about um, when you decided to come to New York and you knew nothing about it because that's how this whole thing started. Was you know one day Raju just called me up and was like, do you want to go to India? And I said, yeah, sure. And I, I had to like swallow a big lump. I go, she said she's going to India. I said, do you know what, you, what I'm talking about? She goes, no. I said, why would you go to India with me? She goes, because you asked me. Like, <laughs> but I don't even know what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, that's how it began. But it was just one of those things. I woke up from a dream of something and I, and I had all this thing that we could yeah. begin this in a place where you know, we could try out our workshops perhaps in India since I know people there and all that. And then I had a job to do because now I got to really deliver this, right? Because I said, yes, she said, yes. And we then pursued whatever we pursued. And yeah, it wouldn't have happened. It was an intuition, just one of those things that, hey, it could have been any other person, but I, you know, talked to her and then it just it sort of. Yeah. So he listened to his heart. I listened to mine and here we are. <laughs> Yeah, wonderful. It's my really my privilege. I'm happy. Listen, I now I always learn a lot from you. I never feel like I reach <laughs> out to you. It's like we're, we're learning so many things about life. Life. It's always about learning more about ourselves and about our lives. So uh, I know that our audience and we don't take anything for granted. So we really appreciate your presence. Yeah. But before you go, what discoveries might you had in this conversation with us? Uh, well, I, I, I really didn't think that I would be on a platform where I would be expressing my heartfelt understanding, which may go out to a larger audience. And if it really helps um, through your podcast to um, make um, a difference in people, and I'm so happy that I could you know be a part of that. I mean, I could uh, assist in that. And... Um, you know, I mean, anything that I can ever do for you both, uh, Raju, um, I'll be more than happy. You know, you know that. You know, well, I, I, I know that in your heart and I know that in my heart. So, but, you know, <laughs> it's not about pushing or anybody. We're just simply saying that I know you have so much to share and give to the world that even if our audiences, whatever the audience size is, we, we you know, we keep growing. Of course, we just launched this yeah. four or five weeks ago. So we're also delighted to see that, you know, more and more people are, and our clients are listening and watching. And it's, uh, you know, in, in whatever little way we can, you know, oil the wheel, so to speak, become cogs to create more unity consciousness. That's our, that's the purpose of this podcast anyway, to raise the, the awareness and know that we're all interconnected, right? In ways that. Yeah, I mean, it all works in a humble way when starting things small and and before you know anything it uh, you know it's like that uh, the pebble that rolls down the mountain it ca carries on and becomes a huge snowball finally yeah. i am sure with your message and the right intentions uh, you guys should soon be a snowball i'm sure it's and already you, there <laughs> yeah, one moment at a time Ajay, one moment at a time yeah, I mean, you, you know, it, it, nobody knows. You know, it's it's, it's so funny, shirt. Um, and uh, nobody really knows uh, what lies next. I mean, I this is one thing that um, that I always wonder why people are so fearful. Mm. And in my mind, the fear is the uncertain tomorrow. Yeah, it's not what you see, it's what you think you will see. And the reality is that nobody knows that tomorrow. So why do people get so fearful? Is it something that is a mystery to me till today? I've asked many people that why are you so fearful? Just 
just live it. You know, there, there is a providence, there is times, it'll come to your rescue, but believe in yourself, but don't be fearful. Fear is the worst kind of blockage that you can have as a human being. It's, it's, we have been gifted, you know, with this, this heart of contentment from within and the belief that there is a higher truth. So there is actually no reason to fear. And I really hope that this, this, this whole new movement of people, the youth and the so-called new generation, are, they become so fearful. And that fear makes them do the wrong things. Mm. It, it doesn't give them the opportunity to think right. And, uh, and really, when you think about it, that the, you don't know tomorrow, nobody knows tomorrow. I don't think even God knows what is tomorrow because he'll decide tomorrow what is tomorrow, right? So why you worry about it? Let it happen. I think fear is one thing that we should all eliminate. Well, and we talk a lot about fear. So maybe that's a topic for our next podcast. Yeah, okay. Sounds like a great <laughs> idea. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll delve right into it at a deeper level. Yes, that's definitely a conversation, a deeper yeah. conversation we could take. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful you. soul, your beautiful yeah. self you. with Thank us you. and our yeah. listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Best of luck. Your lights needs to be spread. I think it's spread. It's spread a lot, but we want to we want to help you help that as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Wonderful. Bye. Thank you so Bye. much. Namaste. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if so, make sure to subscribe, download, and share it with your sphere of influence. You know, we bring a variety of topics to you, and it's like a masterclass for those topics, and it's all free. So take a screenshot, share it on your social media, and add the hashtag Bold Conscious Connections so that we can find you, see you, maybe say hello. And if you want to deep dive into some of the topics that we bring to you, uh, find us at www.livemasterminds.com and get to know us.